welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We are going to be talking about Fargo season five. I think this is our first time covering Fargo. Is it? Did the first two seasons of Fargo come out before we even had the podcast? I don't remember. I think so. I was right. It is our first time ever covering Fargo. Wow. And very excited to discuss and convince everyone to watch it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, first, we have TV news. Do you remember that Life and Beth show on Hulu? Because I forgot about it until it was blown up in my face that season two was coming out. <laughs> yeah, I do think that we talked about that. Because it was confusing that they're even doing a season two. Because it ended mm-hmm. so nicely. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so I'm I'm kind of uh in a state of shock a little bit that it's like oh and it's <laughs> here wow. <laughs> I think like I knew they were fil- I knew there was a season two coming out, but then I just yeah. out of sight, out of mind, and then it was like I couldn't escape it. I felt like, <laughs> and I watched the trailer and it like looks fine and i did like the first season mm-hmm. i don't know i it's dropping on hulu on february 16th and wow. so soon that is so soon i i haven't seen the trailer yet i only saw like a headline about it so i'll have to look it up did you see the trailer for the new andrew scott netflix series ripley I didn't. I have that bookmarked as well, and he looks hot in it, but I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah, the trailer was interesting and not very informative. So I was looking it up because I was like, is this like the talented Mr. Ripley? Because Ripley is kind of, that name's kind of taken. And it is an adaptation of Talented Mr. Ripley. But what's interesting is that Andrew Scott is playing Tom Ripley, a.k.a. Matt Damon from the movie. And Johnny Flynn from Emma is Dickie Greenleaf, a.k.a. Jude Law. I looked up all their ages because I was like, this is interesting. Because in the movie, Gwyneth Paltrow, Matt Damon, and Jude Law are all like supposed to be around the same age. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Scott is 47, which surprised me already. He doesn't, he looks like he's in his 30s. Yeah, that's and wild. Johnny Flynn also looks young. He's 40. And Dakota Fanning is the Gwyneth Paltrow part, and she's 29. So I was like, That's weird. Yeah, I was like, Are they going to change the dynamics? Because Dakota Fanning also looks young. Like, they don't all look like they're all the same age. So it'll just, I'm very intrigued to know, like, are they kind of like subverting these character dynamics? Because I don't see, like, I don't know. I have a lot of questions, but the trailer looked good and the black and white looks very classy and cool. I um, never have seen Talented Mr. Ripley. I started to watch it like two months ago and then I fell asleep and I never got back to it. So I'll have to watch that before I watch the the, the series. I I watched it once in high school and it was so long ago and I probably like barely appreciated it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just intrigued because those age, the age range is all over the place and it's 
strange. Like I was watching the trailer. I was like, oh, is Dakota Fanning playing like his young niece or something? <laughs> like, interesting. Well, and isn't Saltburn kind of a talented Mr. Ripley-esque movie? I feel like yes. I had heard that those were tied together. Okay. Interesting. So it is funny because it's like talented Mr. Ripley has been in the conversation recently. And so then now having like a new adaptation, it's like, did Saltburn kind of take the wind out of the sails of this series version? Like, yeah, like I just feel like that always happens and it's so weird. Yeah. It's like they all get a list of like approved ideas and everyone just has to do similar ideas. Yeah. With different executions and... One does a podcast, one does a movie, one does a series. Um, well, speaking of <laughs> series based off of other things, I don't know what I'm saying, but Wizards <laughs> of Waverly Place <laughs> is going to... Um, a sequel series has been confirmed for Disney Channel, and Selena Gomez is going to be like a... Uh, producing it and will also be like a guest star and david henry also will star and executive produce i i don't know i did we need with wizards of waverly place i don't think we did when i heard selena was involved i was actually kind of surprised same i was like oh wow that's that makes it more intriguing but I probably won't watch it I honestly I didn't watch that much of it when it was on because I was in college (laughs) um so yeah I I don't really know I saw some a lot of tweets that were like we only want this if this is going to be like an adult like geared towards adults not geared towards kids because like then we don't want to watch it because no None of us are watching, like, the new... I don't even know what their live-action shows are on, on Disney Channel. I don't know either. And that, so I, part of me is also like, well, you know what? I just think maybe this isn't for me. So, like, and there's probably... There's got to be people who this is for. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like Girl Meets World. Yeah. I remember I would, like, hear, like, oh, that's fun that this cast member came back for that episode, but I was not watching it. Yeah. So yeah, that was confusing. And like as a non Wizards of Waverly Place knowledgeable person, like do people really care about anyone but Selena Gomez on that show? Like do people are people excited about the brother? I have no idea. I got I got no intel there. No idea. Hmm. Um, I saw that HBO has canceled both the show Rap Shit and Flight Attendant. Oh, I, I saw that too. Um, and I was surprised because I feel like Flight Attendant had quite a like cult following. But yeah, I also never watched it, so I don't know. And then, yeah, I'm sad about Rap Shit, even though I still haven't watched it. Did you ever continue watching it? No, I watched the first few episodes and then I think we had... I needed to get on my assignment for the week for the pod, probably. Yeah, makes sense. But I'm still sad that it got canceled. And judging from the response, it seems like they ended on a big cliffhanger, which always sucks. Yeah, that does suck. Um, uh, Speaking of cancellations, I also saw that Schmigadoon at Apple was canceled. 
And it's so sad uh, because I guess it already was written and already has 25 new songs. Imagine how long it takes to write these like parody, clever songs. I would That's hope so that those people still get paid for that work that they did. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know. I would hope so, too. It's sad. Um, My last thing is that they announced a new Netflix Christmas movie starring Lindsay Lohan, Kristen Chenoweth, Mr. Fitz from Pretty Little Liars, and... Tim Meadows from Mean Girls. So Lindsay and Tim Meadows can have a Mean Girls reunion. And the premise, actually, I think it sounds funny. The movie is about two resentful exes that are forced to spend Christmas under the same roof after discovering that their current partners are siblings. (laughs) (laughs) That's a funny premise. That was funny to me. Yeah, I didn't read that premise and I like it. I was mostly shocked by Ian Harding from Pretty Little Liars. I was like, oh, this is where his career is going? <laughs> like, I haven't heard or thought about him in a while. And so I don't, that was surprising. Getting the Netflix bag, I'm actually shocked he could even get that. Like, <laughs> where has he been? Good I point. literally haven't seen him in years. And like, someone from PLL that is constantly in these Christmas movies, I think even some Netflix is Noel Khan. Don't ask me that actor's real name, but. His character's name is too iconic, (laughs) but he's in a ton. So it's like, yeah, like, I don't know where Mr. Fitz has been. I wonder if anyone's ever gotten Noel Khan mixed up with Noah Khan. (laughs) That's weird. That's that's a perfect question for Who Weekly. (laughs) (laughs) Send it in. Um... My last thing, and I don't want to go on too long about this, but felt like we needed to mention the Oscar nominations that dropped today. And I mean, there's nothing, I don't really have anything else to add to the discourse other than, yeah, what a bummer about Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie. Like, that's literally the most insane thing I feel like. Yeah. I'm mad. It it is funny because it's like, I don't, it's all been said. I'm pretty upset kind of about it. And in something that doesn't affect my life at all, I'm still, it makes me sad and it's unfair. Um, I really liked Ryan Gosling's response in his statement yeah, about did. it. Um, he did great. Yeah. But it's so stupid. And it's like, so the Oscars like hate Greta Gerwig basically. Like, yeah, she is always snubbed after doing amazing work and it sucks and it, it really it honestly like taints all the other nominees like all the other news I'm like I don't whatever this sucks <laughs> I know I was just thinking about like how every all of them feel today like getting these like nominations but then also like what a bummer it was too like mm-hmm. how, I don't know so and sad. it's like Greta and Margot like they're probably going to attend like they're Barbie's nominated for best picture and so, like, mm-hmm. it just it just sucks. And then they just have to be, like, I bet you almost every interaction they have with people are, like, you should have been nominated. You should have been. No-. And then it's just, like, mm-hmm. I honestly kind of feel like maybe Barbie Cash should go on strike. I don't know. I would support that. I would be really impressed if they did that. Yeah. It's just funny because it's, like, okay, Barbie made the most money in decades. You know, like, it's the most profitable movie 
And I'm like, okay, so that reminds me of like Titanic and like, I well, I should fact check this, but like James Cameron was probably nominated for best director for Titanic. Yeah. Like it's not even like, we're not even mad that she didn't win. It's literally just to be nominated. Seriously. And it does piss me off, especially because just on the acting alone, like Margot had more to do in the movie than Ryan did. Like, Ryan was great. He was hilarious. He was playing this extremely silly role. But Margot was, like, going on this emotional journey, like, starting as a doll, ending, like, showing so many emotions throughout. Like, I I really loved her acting in the movie. I did, too. I saw this tweet. I'm trying to find it now. Maybe I won't be able to. And so I'll just paraphrase. Um... I saw a tweet that said something like, um, confirmed the Academy supports, um, actors acting over actual, like acting kind of thing. Like people Mm. who are like really trying to act and like are doing roles where it's like, clearly they are doing something that is extremely not them versus like Mm -hmm. a subtle type of, um, character who isn't like super out there or like kooky or also the academy always loves like character like acting where it's like a biopic where it's like you can compare it to a character mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway that's so it, it yeah it's that's so annoying but it's like whatever I can't, you know, can't do much about it, but no, it's, I'll it still does, watch. I'm sure they should be embarrassed, basically. Yeah, I hope maybe they can <laughs> remember when Obama added the color purple like the next day to his favorite movies of the year <laughs> list. Maybe they could be like, oh, uh, we forgot. We forgot to add in. Uh, We forgot that we're allowed to do six Six nominees in the, in the directing <laughs> and lead actress categories or something. <laughs> there was a mistake. At that point, out, it would definitely not be worth it. No. <sighs> but yeah, they should be ashamed. Agreed. Very sad. Um, Fargo, the TV series is an anthology series where every season is a different cast and focuses on a different story. And it is originally based off of the movie that I just barely watched for the very first time. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) I think the world already (laughs) knew that, but I just found out. (laughs) I picture like a a scroll on the bottom of the screen, like breaking news. Fargo, Fargo from 1996. Really <laughs> Ever heard of it? <laughs> Pretty sure it like won awards. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of Oscars, I'm pretty sure that um, what's her name? The main actress, McDonald. I think. Yeah, Frances McDormand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she won Best Actress. Isn't that she fun? did? And it won Best Writing for Original Screenplay, mm. and okay. it was nominated for Best Picture but did not win. Wow. Um, and William H. Macy was nominated as well. Wow. Yeah, it was a bi- it was a big movie for the awards. So <laughs> I'm guaranteed I'm not the first person to watch it. 
Sometimes when you when you see a popular movie that's older for the first time, it like it feels like extra special somehow because you're like, wow, like I kind of discovered this for myself. It's kind of magical. yeah. I literally feel like I discovered it. I'm like now I'm shouting it from the rooftops. Like, has anybody <laughs> ever heard of this movie? <laughs> it's fun. Um. So anyway, all that to say is this is the fifth season of the show. Um, I think Jordan and I have talked about our um, own personal relationships with this show. I watched the first two seasons and then I haven't watched three or four. You did watch four, correct, Jordan? Yes. Three is the only one I have not seen. Perfect. Um, anyway, this sh- it's really fun because it's similar to White Lotus, as Jordan said, but with snow to me earlier, <laughs> which is totally true. Um, where it's always based in North Dakota and has some sort of always has some sort of tie to some crime and with police. And anyway, this season's cast definitely drew us in because John Hamm was in it. Juno Temple. Um, who else, Jordan? Who am I forgetting? Um, Lamorne Morris from uh, New Girl. I almost said Mean Girls. Jeez. Yeah, that mean is Mean Girls weird. is really back back in our brains. <laughs> it really is. Um, AKA Winston, who I think literally everyone loves on the earth. Everyone loves Yeah, Winston. that's true. Oh, um, Joe Keery from yeah, Stranger Joe Things. Yeah, Joe Keery. Yes. Um, uh... Richa Morjani, who I only had seen in Never Have I Ever as Davy's beautiful cousin. She was amazing in this. Um, yeah, she was. And that one actress who I never remember her name. She has three names. The one, the woman who played the like mother-in-law. Oh, um, yes. I always want to say Rachel Lee Cook. <laughs> <laughs> really not her it jennifer, is jennifer jason, jason lee, lee. <laughs> yes she was really good her imdb um, picture is really young like she looks really young in it yeah so i was does. thrown off and passed by her um all of this is to say that this cast really drew us in and it's really fun because it's just like um a new cast every season so for our top three, we are casting season six of who we would like to be in it. Jordan, who's your Fargo season six cast? Well, first, I was just talking about Dakota Fanning. I think Elle Fanning should be in a Fargo season. I would love that. Great idea. I feel like maybe there's something. Has she ever maybe posted a video or something where she's doing like the north dakota accent ever oh, i feel you know like what? i can that picture sounds that kind of familiar actually right i yeah. can picture that and like she just has that her that nordic glow about her like i just feel like she would be good and she every time she's in anything no matter what the character is she delivers and i feel like she could do like any type of character the show needs and and people would be surprised people who haven't been paying attention would be impressed and surprised yeah, totally. I, I stand. I support. Um, my next one, I can I always want to cast him in everything, but Brian Tyree Henry, aka Paperboy. <gasps> Ooh, that's really good. I they wouldn't even have to really try, probably because he's already been on 
FX show Atlanta. Um, he just his energy is ama- like I I really wish I could meet him someday because he just seems like he is just the funniest person. I'd like to hear him do the accent as well. Totally, I would love that. And I also think he could be he could be villainous like all of these people i think i would like to see them be either bad or good guys you know yeah um and my last one um i said tim robinson from i think you should leave (laughs) he is because the thing is about this show they're all famous so they're like people in this in fargo are all like attractive but they usually make them look like kind of regular people Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like maybe kind of a theme of this, of every season is it's kind of like these kind of regular people find themselves interacting with really kooky, scary characters. And it kind of makes you think like, what would I do if I, this were happening to me? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> and Tim Robinson, like he kind of, he looks like a regular person. I can just see him being either like the husband that's like going along with stuff that's happening or like I've never seen him like act normal in anything. I've only <laughs> seen him in this. Like he could maybe be scary. Like, I don't know. I would just like to see it. <laughs> I completely agree. And you know what? That literally goes perfectly with one of my castings. So maybe we can just combine our cast and we have one great cast for season six. Perfect. Because one of his, um, I would say they're they're partners. I would kind of say they're like I think they're like besties. But Sam Richardson, I cast for my. That is actually amazing that we that we picked both of them separately. I know it's kind of wild. Um. Wow. And then I, I was kind of picturing him as the husband, and then I was thinking of January Jones for the wife. <gasps> Oh my gosh. I was keeping with the Mad Men theme because I was yes. just so happy seeing. I mean, I'm always happy to see John Hamm on my screen again, but <laughs> January Jones, where have you been? I want you on my screen again. Oh my gosh. She, yeah, she's she's so good. That would be iconic. Yeah, and I think she'd be a perfect like um, North Dakota wife. Mm-hmm. Well, she and Elle Fanning, they, it's like we both had to cast, like, pale blondes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so queens. funny. And then my third person, I said, I think he's just top of mind right now, but um, Eben from <gasps> The Bear and Girls. It's perfect. Well, he's another one to me that it just, it feels natural because something appealing about him as an actor is that he does look like a kind of a... I think he's attractive, but he kind of looks like a regular person. He can play a regular person. Yes. Like, I think in this cast, everyone is attractive, but like John Hamm is one of the only ones that looks like movie star man, you know? Yeah. But it kind of suits his his scary character of like people listen to like a scary, handsome guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Wow. That this cast of six really is amazing. No, no <laughs> notes. <laughs> Can't wait to see um, who they cast the next season, and then we can tell w- if they listen to our podcast. <laughs> we seriously, I think we usually remember who we've 
said for our top threes and stuff but like we really should when we have something like this we need to like compare our old notes for sure yeah we need to be putting them in a searchable doc yeah um we probably we've probably done like who do we want to go on white lotus oh for sure for sure for sure Mm. um okay how did you feel about this season did you like it I loved it. I was on the edge of my seat the the whole time. It was scary and like thrilling all like everything every episode, I think. Um Juno Temple was freaking amazing. Like she kicked ass. It was so satisfying seeing how good she was at she's so small she is like the littlest person <laughs> i've ever seen and she was she, literally just like a little kevin McAllister in home <laughs> literally Alone, which was so fun <laughs> she was so brilliant and crafty and it was honestly like inspiring i was like wow <laughs> like Bad should i take happen. some classes for self-defense i need to learn basic escape techniques i'm gonna start doing (laughs) jujitsu no i need the name of juno temple i need to take like an electrician like home ec class so i can like booby trap my home (laughs) um but yeah i fargo it's like every season they they the stakes are always so high because the good guys you care about them so much and you also know that everyone is at risk and in danger like at all times and you genuinely can't really predict what's going to happen i feel like this it was so unpredictable the acting was all so good john ham was terrifying like i was actually remembering how good he was at in Kimmy Schmidt, obviously, could not be more of a different show. But, like, he plays a scary villain, even though he is really hilarious. But he has, like, creepy scenes also in Kimmy Schmidt. And so mm-hmm. in this one, where he's he just dials it up to where he's, like, he's not funny at all. He's just freaking terrifying. And he was so good at it. And um, it was just a really good year for John Hamm. He saved the morning show. He crushed it in Fargo. He got um, married, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> that was a low point for him, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, if only I could marry some 30-something random podcaster. <laughs> Hobbyist. Uh, but um, anyway, I loved it. I could I could rave about it forever. Good. I I was I don't know why, but I was like so nervous because I also loved it. Um, I've been watching it week by week. Jordan binged it. Um, and, uh, I, I wished a little bit that I would have binged it because there were a little bit of like a couple of times where the episodes ended and I was like, Hmm, but then it picks right back up and I was really in it the next week. If that ever happened. Um, I, (laughs) in my notes, I like my only real note that I have is, John Ham tiny butt because in one of the first few episodes you see his butt and I was like that is like shockingly small I don't know why mm. but that was my 
That was my takeaway from so, that scene. <laughs> so funny. I guess it is. He's just such like a his his torso feels broad you know like he's got broad yeah. shoulders and it's like he comes down to kind of a narrow little waist and a little mm-hmm. narrow butt <laughs> i already forgot that you see his butt at that one part That's and so nipple funny. rings the Which nipple rings were confusing for his character actually yeah i I'm like agree. what is why do you have those <laughs> i honestly wouldn't be mad if we got like a spinoff of his like upbringing because i'm intrigued how he got mm. to where he did yeah, totally. Um, anyway, I love this show. And I think I've been telling like everybody I know to watch it. Like, because it's an anthology series, you don't have to watch any of the previous seasons. Like, you really can just pick up on this season, mm-hmm. which I hate when people tell me because I am like a no, I need I'm like a purist. And I'm like, oh, I need to watch every single episode and start from episode one. But genuinely, you don't need to. You don't need to have seen the movie. You literally can just start it at season five. I was just going to say it for you to say that it really means a lot. Cause I know you're, you're completionist and yes, I think normally that is the right way to do things. But, um, I think the four seasons I've watched, they're all very good. Four is probably the least memorable I would say. And this one picked up, I think is just as good as one and two, which are, I think like kind of have up till this point, the kind of the crown jewel of the series. I have all, I've never watched three. And I remember hearing that it was just okay. So I've never been like that compelled to go back and watch it. Um, so it's like, if you are thinking like, Oh, I kind of fell off of Fargo, blah, blah, blah. Like it's fine. You can just, you can literally start with season five and, You'll probably love it. Yeah, if it piques your interest, then you go back and watch the others. Um, I was curious, was there anything that didn't work for you or that you wish was different? Um, Literally, the only thing that ever took me out while I was watching this was that Lucas Gage was playing um, Richa Morjani's husband. And it was like, I was like, they didn't even try to make him look like an adult. Like, he, he looked really young and like I actually I was thinking like his acting wasn't really that bad or anything like I thought he got the accent good and things like that but he just like he's too baby-faced and he had like kind of a teenage boy like shaggy haircut and I was just kind of confused as to all those decisions yeah especially with them being like side characters like we didn't really get a full insight into like them and like how they came together so I yeah. think we kind of needed them to look like they belong together a little bit more 100% for like, it to be he, believable he was pretty unnecessary like they probably could have told her character's story um without him like I think they could have found other ways to portray that she's kind of like stuck in a rut and down on her luck and kind of like a thankless job kind of stuff without like a flimsy husband character i feel like she could have been like a badass single person who's just Mm -hmm. like lonely and um like goes home and to no one i think that Mm -hmm. would have portrayed the same thing and maybe have even been better i know the only the one hang up i have about it is how much like 
he like an an outside person was dragging her down so much yeah that's true that's true but that could have been like a relative who lives with her or something like it yeah. didn't have to be like i really thought that he could have been like her stepson or something like it was so mm-hmm. they were so disconnected that it was it took me out every time he was on he wasn't really in it that much so it didn't like taint the series or the season yeah. at all but like it was distracting for sure yeah i agree i mean i love lucas gage but especially with his like uh most people now know him from white lotus and the fact yes. that he was like just recently married and then quickly divorced and like i just feel like he's been in a little too big now which is funny to say after like he also kind of went viral for like not getting a job yeah from, like a director <laughs> but uh... i always forget about that <laughs> um my only thing that i felt like was a little bit off was a lot of the times the music was weird oh my specifically, gosh I'm so glad you're saying this. When I first noticed it was, maybe you noticed this too. It starts playing This Is Halloween. Well, I was like, okay, so you're trying to tell us that it's Halloween time. And then like the next episode, we do find out it's Halloween because like everyone's trick-or-treating. But I'm yeah. like, we didn't need this song. It was it was so weird. It was weird. I guess it was all because like there are Nightmare Before Christmas references. But it was like too on the nose. It was like. Yeah. It was very weird. And like the lyrics, it wasn't like an instrumental version. It was like, no. And it was so loud. It was like, this is Halloween. This is, and it was like a drive, like a, I don't know. I didn't like it. It was very strange. Um, the, the needle drop that was annoying to me, I'm not anti covers and I'm very pro toxic by Britney Spears, but it was, (laughs) I thought it was kind of a weird choice to have this kind of like slow, like kind of indie version of toxic when like a really serious thing is happening i was kind of like i don't know this is kind of taking me out because i'm like (laughs) bop into toxic like yeah it was it was like it almost felt like um a something that like a worse show would do like that's the kind of song that like pretty little liars they literally do stuff like that yeah and i also feel like society has kind of moved past um, unless they're really, really good, like kind of ironic covers like that sometimes. Or Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yeah. Bridgerton, I love because it's like in character <laughs> for like the like the instrumental orchestra version. That's funny. But like yeah. this felt really strange because it's like John Hamm is furious and they're like, baby, can't you see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was my only con, honestly. Everyone else was great. And yeah, I loved it. And I think it's for everyone. Yeah, I want everyone to watch it. It has a lot of darkness. Every season of Fargo does. But I feel like I feel like they do it in a way that is not exploitive. I agree. And they always have like some sort of element of like fantasy that also makes you kind of like question what is reality and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of helps with the darkness as well and is makes it more interesting. I agree. I think it's cool because there's so many shows. It's so overplayed to focus on the violence of victim, like especially violence against women. Mm -hmm. And I felt like 
obviously that's a huge um that's a big plot point of this season but I feel like the emphasis was on like the survival and that kind of thing instead of like emphasizing the abuse yeah I agree I agree um okay crush of the week I think people are going to be shocked because I'm not going to choose John Hamm because his character is bad boy. It would, it would honestly be bad if you chose him as, (laughs) if you, if you have a crush on him in Fargo, you can have a crush on him as an actor for how good of a job he did, but he is so (laughs) scary. He was so good at being terrifying. So so I'm going to give it up to Lamore and Morris. I thought he did such an amazing job. He's such a sweet little baby angel. Mm-hmm. And um, I, he killed it. I thought he did great. And it was kind of fun to see him reprise his role of being a cop. Like, it just felt so natural. Wow. I forgot that he was a cop before. <laughs> I don't remember what I thought his job was. <laughs> <laughs> he was amazing and it's so funny because mostly if i know him mostly from new girl he's very over the top silly you know like he's mm-hmm. kind of like the wacky roommate and he was so good at being like a very subtle character like nice and but also tough character he was amazing yeah um this actually this is kind of a dark crush but i am gonna because he's not really a good guy at all. He's actually pretty bad, but I'm going to say Joe Keery because I was very impressed with him in this season. I feel like I wasn't thinking about him as uh, Steve Harrington. It helped that his hair was slicked down and that's I most genuinely, of his character. <laughs> I kept forgetting that, that it was even Joe Keery. And I told my yes. sister that, and she was like, you're crazy. Like it's him. But I was like, no, I feel like he, I, he, I've kept forgetting. Yeah. And I will say he has some character development that makes this less of a prob of a problematic crush than John Hamm would have been. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He um I think exactly what you just said about like he I wasn't uh thinking of him like I didn't even I barely recognized him as this actor where I've only really seen him in Stranger Things, I think. Yeah. It's like the exact opposite of Lucas Gage. Where I was like, oh, there's Lucas Gage. Like, couldn't even tell you what his character's name was. Like, he <laughs> was just Lucas Gage the whole time to me. And the rest of the cast, I felt like, really became these other characters. Like, I'm really excited for people who only know Juno Temple from Ted Lasso to watch her in this. Because she is amazing. And like, And I think that about all the actors in this. Because it's like... People know Winston, they know Steve Harrington, they know John Hamm from whichever thing else, you know, and they all were doing really different stuff. And it was like, it was very satisfying. I agree. I loved it. I'm sad it's over. My week by week shows are both ended now because it was Fargo and The Curse. So I guess I'm going to get back on the Bachelor train. (laughs) 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 Um, All right. Well. Fargo season six. Go watch it if you haven't already. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.